0: Welcome to the Find the Good Mamahood podcast. I'm Caitlin carpio fuchner and I'm so excited to spend some time with you. This is a place where I talk with other mamas about their favorite tips, tricks, and resources, and also celebrate the joys of mamahood by sharing real stories and experiences. New moms, veteran moms, moms-to-be, this podcast is for you. I hope our honest chats about the highs and lows of mamahood help you find joy wherever you are in your journey. I am so glad you're here. Welcome back for another episode about Mamahood. Today's episode is part of the ongoing COVID Mom series that you'll see here and there woven between the regular episodes. I'm here today with my friend and former coworker, Ashley Bus Morgan, to talk about her experience working from home all the time for the first time ever due to the outbreak of COVID last spring. She is incredibly funny, and she's fun to hang out with, you're about to see. So I'm so happy she's here to chat with us. Hey, Ashley, thanks for being the featured guest for this episode. Do you feel famous yet? Um, I do feel a little bit famous and also a little bit nervous. <laughs> well, we're only a few um, episodes into this podcast. So one, you are famous, and two, I'm nervous too, so it's all good. <laughs> Great. Great. That makes me feel so much better.
1: So like Caitlin said, um, my name is Ashley. And during the day, um, my job is as an international student advisor at a local university here in Northern Virginia. Um, And also, I am a full-time mom. Yay. Um, My (laughs) daughter is 14 months old, um, I think. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Aitlin knows better than I do. <laughs> um. And her name is Tallulah. My husband's name is Paul and you don't really need to know too much about him except for the fact that one, I love him very much no matter what I might say in the future <laughs> on this call. And two, he works nights, which has played a big factor into this work from home situation.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I've asked you this before, but I just wanted to remember, and also for all the listeners to know, how did you pick the name Tallulah? It's so beautiful and cute, and I'd never heard it before you announced her name. Um, Thank you very much for saying that.
1: So (laughs) when Paul and I found out we were pregnant, it was kind of a surprise. I mean... In that it happened so quickly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so we went about the pregnancy. Paul has always wanted children, and I was never certain if I wanted children or not. So for a large portion of my pregnancy, I kind of went about it like I was not pregnant. It it wasn't a real thing. I mean, the morning sickness was there. um, But you know, I could just kind of overlook it. So one of the choices that we made was to not find out the gender, Mm. which was surprisingly difficult, not because we wanted to know, but because everyone else wanted to know. Yeah. And there was so much pressure from everyone. And yeah, there was, it was, even the doctors, I guess, beyond a certain point in the pregnancy, it becomes very common that people just know. And so as we had, every time we went into an appointment, we had to remind them, please don't tell us what the gender is. We want to be surprised. Oh, man. Yes. And so we made it through without any slip ups. um, And we had narrowed it down, narrowed names down to a boy's name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And that was it. Um, We kind of went into the hospital without really, if we had a girl, we didn't know what the baby was going to be called. And in fact, (laughs) she was not named the day she was born. So um, Paul's family has a very long tradition of family names. So his brother is a fifth. And so Paul's brother never had any sons. And so Paul was like, if we have a boy, it's going to be a junior. And I feel like he wanted that just to, like, kind of stick it to his brother and be like, ha-ha, I had a boy. Um, And so I really, really hate Paul's middle name. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was completely against that. And then thank goodness we had a girl, so I didn't have to worry about it. (laughs) Um, But... When we looked uh, for our first anniversary, I got him um, like an ancestry DNA kit. And mm-hmm. then as part of the gift, I built up a family tree for him. And so when we were looking in his family tree, um, we went back to the first, um, like the that of his brother's fifth in the name line. And his wife's name was Olive Tallulah and yes and so when we were pregnant um when we first started referring to the baby because we didn't my my father said I couldn't call the baby it (laughs) Um, and we didn't have um anything else to call the baby and so around the time that we started referring to the baby it was my app was telling me what size it was and it was the size of a green olive yeah So we just yes so we started referring to the baby as olive um <laughs> and so it was funny that once we looked at this family tree um that the name the family name was olive Tallulah. um mm-hmm. paul did not like the name olive and so we ended up <laughs> With, with Tallulah and so that, and that's how we picked it but but so then we didn't tell anybody that we were considering it as a name we didn't tell any of the names we were considering I mean people assumed if it was a boy it was in B be Paul um, but once we announced it my parents so I gave birth in early February of 2020 so it was before the pandemic so my parents mm-hmm. had planned to be here for like the first three days of when to I was induced, so they so they knew when to come. Right. Um, so they so they were here for the first three days, and so when um I we told them what the name was, they were like, "Oh, Tallulah? No,
0: <laughs>
1: no." And so so now every time now now they love it. They they say now you know, oh, it was just unexpected. It's just unique. <laughs> Um, Blah blah blah. Whatever their excuses, their first response was, "Oh, totally cool." We'll never tell her that, right? <laughs> well, maybe we will. I don't know. <laughs> it's a funny story. Um, yeah. And so uh, it was a little bit unexpected. They they were just like, we didn't expect you to choose such a unique name. But I mean, with with names like Paul and Ashley. <laughs> that are so common. <laughs> I had I had a class once when I was like in elementary school and there were four Ashleys in the <laughs> class. Now I've never I've never not been Ashley B. And uh, like for someone who's like competitive and wants to be the first. Like being B when there's an A is a big problem, right? Uh, I was always Ashley B and like never like number 1 Ashley, right? Okay? So this is why <laughs> Well, yeah. Long story short, we chose a unique family name, and
0: that's how we got it. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, no yeah. Tallulahs will be in her class.
1: That's. There better not be. Although, although recently, I don't know how many of you have been binge watching Netflix shows, but there was recently um Firefly Lane. I think is what it was called, mm-hmm. and. Um, Uh, one of the main characters' names is Tallulah.
0: No way! Yes. Yes. We'll have to see. Yep, exactly. We'll see see how popular that show gets. Okay, so even before you went back to work, so you had this new baby and COVID started, so what did that look like?
1: So, you know, when I first had Tallulah, um... It was not easy adjusting <laughs> to being a mom, mm-hmm. as some of your friends have already referenced um, on this podcast. So it, it's true. Like, it, it's a it's a startling adjustment. Um, Paul, luckily, was off for three weeks. Um, when I was planning my maternity leave, I was like, okay, I'm going to want to be out of the office as long as possible. So I had, very luckily and unusually for the United States, 14 weeks of fully paid maternity leave. Mm. Which was, I was so excited to have all of this time that I could just, like, not be at work. I could, yeah. you know, be, like, out visiting people, showing off this incredible thing that I made. Uh, <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> um, and just, like, kind of focusing on that relationship building and bonding between her and I. And trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to adjust to this new person in my life. And so... What we, as a couple, Paul and I, decided was that we wanted to have no guests for the first three weeks of Tallulah's life. We wanted it to just be the three of us, and then when he went back to work, we were okay with people coming. So none of our family is local to the area, mm-hmm. and so people would have had to to come and stay in our house or in a hotel room. Um, and we have. A modestly sized townhouse, which will also factor into the working from home thing um but so we we told people don't don't come. <laughs> the first yeah. 3 weeks of Tallulah's life and so that got us through the end of February and then all of a sudden there is a pandemic and we had my aunt and my grandmother came the first week of March and then that was it then there was nobody else and there was no help and like wow. i mentioned Paul Paul works nights and so i am a very social person and basically for the rest of those, what is that, out of 14 weeks, so what does that leave me, like, nine weeks, <laughs> I mm. was essentially by myself with this baby all the time. <laughs> yeah. And no other human interaction. And it was terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And so... W- I very quickly began to regret extending out that maternity leave so long. And in fact, I contacted my Mm. boss and I was like, hey, can I come back to work part time? Mm. (laughs) And she was like, I would love it if you could do that. Because, you know, around this time, everyone had made the transition to working remotely. Yeah. um, Something I didn't mention Um, At the end of my pregnancy, actually in January, I had um, high blood pressure. And so my doctor told me I needed to stop working. And I said, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. There's no way I can do that. Mm -hmm. I need to be doing something. So we agreed that I would work only part time. And I would do some of that from home. So my <laughs> work from home actually kind of started in January mm-hmm. uh, of 2020. And so working from home was not a very easy thing in my field. So the field of international mm-hmm. education and immigration regulations are very paper based. Mm hmm. And so when the pandemic started, uh, the transition to being remote was very difficult for my office. And I will even say it still is difficult. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Right. We are still trying to make changes and adjustments. And we also have to wait for, um, you know, regulations from the government. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so it's been been a wild ride. Uh, But so I... (laughs) So when I, after I was like alone all the time without like an adult to talk to, and it was just (laughs) a baby that was crying all the time. And I didn't know what was wrong and, and how to make the baby stop crying. And, and, and all I was doing was like mm, sitting there in an exhausted, sleep deprived state with a baby on my boob, like how many hours a day? 12, it seemed like, I don't, I don't even know. It was all it, I, I try to think about it now and, and everyone told me, oh, you're not going to remember the details. And they're right. And I think it was because I was so deprived. Yeah. Um, that it, it's all kind of fuzzy those first three months or so. Mm-hmm. And so I, I needed something to do for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that, like, some of your previous guests have talked about, you know, they have their mom's group or they go out running. Um, I didn't have that. And I... Mm-hmm had to have I had I had to watch his child twenty four hours of the day yeah. because my husband was either asleep during the day <laughs> when you wanted at, to be asleep. Work. <laughs> I wanted to be asleep all the time. <laughs> like, I yeah. always felt like wanting to be asleep. And then he actually never stopped going into the office. So he would actually not be in the house at night. Oh, um wow. so there was a lot of like resentment. <laughs> Um, but we, we pushed through it and everyone survived. Sometimes (laughs) I think about it and I'm still surprised. Uh, but, um, I was not allowed to end my maternity leave early is the moral of the story. And Mm -hmm. so my maternity leave lasted until May, the middle of May, end of May. I don't even know anymore. Sometime May, 2020. And when I started back to work, we were fully remote and we are even our office doors are not open students could not even come into the building Mm. um to to get to us um everything was fully remote and so it was huge transition for the office we're still working out kinks
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh I guess it's a year later (laughs) so don't know how that happened but the year went by real fast
0: so about a year later you're still you said working out the kinks what has the hardest part been about having a young baby at home while you work? You know, having Tallulah right there all the time.
1: So I've been thinking about this a lot. And what I realize is that I wouldn't say there's a hardest. It's just constantly hard. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, because with each development, so right right when I think that I have developed, we've developed a habit and we've gotten into a routine, she changes and she learns mm-hmm. something new and, and some other development comes up and each development is a new challenge. So we, mm-hmm. it's like we're going from one challenge to the next. I got an alert the other day from the Wonder Weeks app.
0: Yeah,
1: yep. Um, that told me that Tallulah is entering leap nine, which when I read into it further means her new thing is going to be starting to test boundaries. And I was like, <laughs> I, I thought this didn't happen until she was like two, and then maybe we, when we were done with the terrible two, she would just be a perfect angel. And Paul was like, <laughs> No, this is gonna happen for the rest of her life. And I oh like, no, <laughs> <laughs> so, so now you know. Right, right now the hardest thing is, um, she wants to eat the electrical wires. (laughs) (laughs) This this week, the hardest thing has working from home with a fourteen-month-old has been that she wants to eat the electrical wires.
0: (laughs) Oh man!
1: How to stop her? And so part of my job is meeting with students in virtual appointments, and so how do I manage? Watching her while giving the student the attention um, and and listening to them. And
0: they're international students, aren't
1: they? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, like, some of these students I'm meeting with are, like, PhD students. They're in Mm. their 30s or 40s. They have kids. Today, I met with a student whose six-year-old came on the camera. Oh, Uh, you know, while I was meeting with him, and I was oh. like, "Oh yeah, I I have a kid too in the other room," you know. Um, but then yeah. some of the students I'm meeting with are 18, 19 years old, and ha- the concept of children is <laughs> they they are still children. <laughs> yep. You know? Um, it's just so it's so outside of their scope that Mm. that sometimes students are just completely surprised if Tallulah is there on the call with (laughs) every student has been nice about it and Tallulah I will say has admirers from around the world Um, (laughs) but it it is it is very interesting to see you can see on their faces the the wide spectrum of how how she is received (laughs) right Um. Um, I there you know there are different challenges that have presented itself over the the course of the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, when when I started and she was so tiny, mm-hmm. um, I I would predominantly like I would wear her all day basically yeah. because I was able to have both hands free for mm-hmm. typing and using the computer and she was asleep a lot anyways and and it's not mm-hmm. like at that time she could do a lot of sitting up um mm-hmm. when she was that young um this has now back and i i wore her probably until she was 11 months old sometimes and, and oh, wow! Reason, but i know um the reason is because um at now she will not take a nap unless she's being held oh no <laughs>
0: I'm right there, too. And I didn't even wear him for 11 months. He's just clingy. Yeah.
1: She, like, she'll sleep in her crib fine at night. But but during the day, if, it's, if there's light and she can see that she's alone, she just screams. And I can put her down. And she will scream for two hours straight, like, without stop. It's incredible incredible and then <laughs> and then after those two hours everyone in the house is cranky like she's cranky because she's been screaming for two hours I'm cranky um Paul's cranky because he's been trying to sleep for two hours you know like oh, my, my students God. are like I can't hear what you're saying and then they're cranky. <laughs> like literally like Tallulah screaming for two hours can affect people in China okay um, <laughs> so so that has has been a trial Mm -hmm. and so and so that's why I continued wearing her because I I saw the trend happening earlier than 11 months like probably around six seven eight months Mm -hmm. I see I she I couldn't get her into the crib and it was very hard to nap train when Paul was trying to sleep, and I was trying to get work done, and right. she literally just screams nonstop. stop um, and so I continued wearing her for nap time, and now she's 14 months old and still will not sleep for a nap by right. herself, so whoops, oh that's, gosh. that's, you know, probably like parenting 101 <laughs> that I failed, but
0: it's okay, We're, we make it work. <laughs> We've been improvising. Yeah, I think, that prob that makes me feel so much better that i'm not alone i totally botched coda's sleep everything but and it and not all of it's due to covid but a good part of it has been because we had to do things differently you know right. um and so i'm sure you and i are not the only ones and sleep is not the only area where we had to improvise you know we had this plan of he's going to go off of this or he's going to start this at this month, you know, we're gonna be at this goal, and then it just didn't happen the way we thought because it wasn't working at the time
1: yes, that exactly that's exactly what it was. We had a plan, and then Covid destroyed it
0: <laughs> right
1: we, we had a plan to put her in daycare, like the oh, week yeah. the week that everything shut down, we were going to go tour daycares last uh, March, no. yes. And so, and so then, um, you know, the reason why we, we chose not to put her in daycare ever is because of my anxiety, I guess, about Mm -hmm. COVID. Like, I, I will say, you know, I'm really blessed that we in our little family of three have done really well and not been exposed and not had any issues that we know of, Mm -hmm. um, but. I know lots of people who haven't who haven't had that situation and in fact over the course of the pandemic my father-in-law passed away from COVID and so you know Mm. like our family's definitely been touched by it and so I think that's just heightened my anxiety and my fear like it before becoming a mother Mm. it was I only had to worry about me right and now I have a baby and and you know biology really kicked in so hard when she was born, it was like even kicked in the stomach with <laughs> biology and now like I don't even know what it's gonna be like when I can start showing her to people. Like will I just be like, No, right. fine and like like you know well, I go away. Well you know. haven't
0: been like that when you showed her to me, you know Well when well, we were outside distance. at
1: a nice social distance, you know? Yeah. It
0: wasn't <laughs> i think you're gonna do better than you think okay (laughs) i don't know you'll see so have you guys thought about daycare in the future
1: i don't know i mean (laughs) i don't (laughs) know we've talked i mean eventually we have to okay so i have told my husband that our current situation is not sustainable (laughs) I cannot keep doing this I love my child and Mm -hmm. I tolerate my job um (laughs) but I doing both Mm -hmm. is it's so hard and I know time jobs yes it really is and I know a lot of very strong, highly educated leadership position women who have left the workforce over the course of the pandemic because it it's so much to do both,
0: yeah,
1: and it's been definitely a journey for me to find where that line is between the two because when I'm working and I'm devoting my focus to work I feel guilty for Mm -hmm. not devoting my focus to my child but if it's work hours and I'm devoting my focus to my child instead of to work Mm -hmm. I feel guilty for my job yeah one of the biggest struggles in general for me as a person Mm. who has become a mother is I've always been a very independent person, and I valued that a lot about myself. Hmm. And so, even like you can you can get a picture of that in the fact that I still kept my maiden name in, <laughs> with my married name. You know, I I am who I am, right? I'm uh-huh. me, and mm-hmm. I have never like my my thing has always been me, right? Hmm. Um, and and I've seen women who their thing is being so-and-so's mom mm-hmm. and so um when you asked me to do this podcast it was very interesting for me internally because this is the first time that I have been a mom like introduced as a mom oh yeah yeah Over the, over 14 months, my child's over a year old. And this is the first time that Mm -hmm. I've been introduced as a mom. Mm -hmm. And so you can see, I I think that just demonstrates how important, you know, having a job and and working, like I've dedicated so much time and education and money and those student loans (laughs) uh, to to building my career. And that's why I think I'm still forcing this situation to go on because I, I, with my Mm -hmm. husband and said this isn't this isn't working like i can't do both of these things as well as like cleaning a house and making dinner and doing Mm -hmm. all this other stuff i can't do it all um but having this job is so important to me that's why Mm i continued in this situation but we have talked about if i were to leave my job like what what would we do like would that be possible Mm. Uh, and so ultimately I was like, no, this, this is my thing. This is me. This is part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why we persist. So in the future, yes, Mm -hmm. eventually we will, we will seek out daycare Mm -hmm. uh, because at this point, I'm not willing to let go of Mm -hmm. me and that part of me. Yeah. Um, and, and change it to be something else. It's not, I like to think of it as I didn't change. I added a new layer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, The other reason we are unsure about daycare still is because I don't know what the fall is going to look like yet for my job. Yeah, I was about to ask. Yeah. Yep they haven't made an announcement from my office whether or not I'm going to have to go back in at all or okay. full-time or part-time. So I I have no idea. And so oh. I think kind of like we had this super great plan in January as to what we were going to do. My parents were going to move up here. We oh. were going to pay for an apartment for them because it was cheaper than full-time childcare. care. Um, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. So we were going to pay for an apartment for them to be here so that they could watch the baby while I worked. And my husband worked or slept mm. during, the, yes. Um, and then things started kind of going crazy in January, February. And then by March, yeah, completely got scrapped that plan and started looking at, at local daycares. And then they all closed, as I said, and so I—I <laughs> I guess you know we—we we made big plans and we got burned.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: so now I think I'm just hesitating to make mm-hmm. plans again for sure. fear of them completely deteriorating. <laughs> yeah. We got our first rounds of shots. Um, That's right. But yes, but we—but we do need to. Tallulah can't get a vaccine yet and so we will Mm -hmm. still be practicing you know social distancing and wearing masks if we go out in public if we go out in public Mm -hmm. um because you could still carry and give to those who are unvaccinated so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think really it's it's I just have so much anxiety (laughs) And That's so a lot of factors. Concern. Yeah, there's there's just so much right now. So so ultimately, like even though it's not easy, the easiest thing for my I would say for my mental health has just been to work from home and have the child here. Right. But in the future <laughs> daycare will be an option.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I I remember, you know, I remember Like people in the office, you know, when you you and I used to be in in the same office together, I remember people saying, you know, oh, daycare is so expensive. You have no idea how expensive it is. Oh, my God. It's more expensive than I thought. It's like so much more. And your income didn't increase. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So Diego and I have kind of, thankfully, you know, we're in a different boat where both of our parents most of our family, anyway, can, can be around him, can help, and even help take care of him sometimes um, every week or every other week. But even so, um, we're still, like, looking at daycare options. Some daycares not being open with even the ones that are open. I don't know if I trust them. So, honestly, one of the things we're considering, so many people, so many of our friends have been raving about Lifetime Fitness. Have you heard this strategy? No. No. <laughs> So Lifetime Fitness is super expensive, like dumb expensive, but they have a really good daycare program. So they offer you, I think right now it's 2.5 hours a day. Usually I think it's more like three or something, maybe a little more. They, you know, certain locations have a work location, have a work room, and it's so much cheaper than daycare. And you can use it every day. What? Every day. Uh, (laughs) I'm
1: going to have to Google this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's our current idea because Diego did the math. He's so much better with numbers than me, and he's like, actually, this may actually shake up to be less expensive than daycare. And hey, I can go back to the gym. I could get a gym membership again, so he's happy about that. <laughs> um, right. So we'll see. I'm kind of excited about the prospect. I no lie, I think about it every day. <laughs> I
1: may start. I, I mean, I was already fantasizing about when we could put the child in daycare, but. <clears throat> this this may be um
0: something you know as a stepping stone lifetime fitness did not sponsor this episode <laughs> <laughs> we have not bought a membership yet but we're thinking about it But we're thinking uh, about it maybe
1: i'll let you try it first and
0: then <laughs> then you, you can, can report back on the podcast so we all know that's true yeah i do need to give life updates every once in a while yes have you found anything that helped you as you work from home and it can really be anything, you know, any habits or tools or, um, some you time or a show, you know, did something help you as you were trying to do these two full-time jobs at the same time, watching your baby and working? That's a great question.
1: Um, I really struggled at first. Um, and I would say around November, um, I started making a conscious effort to say no and so and to, to make it more fun for myself I called it November right no, no. and then and then it's gonna get it's gonna get cornier and I'm so sorry and then I called it December okay <laughs> and then I called it January nice nice and then, and then after I stopped being able to come up with names, I was hoping that I was kind of be like in a place where we're saying no was more comfortable for me. And I think I think I'm at that place now, um, because when it comes to like work, I've always wanted to go above and beyond and really test myself and 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 mm-hmm. show what I can do, but there are limits you know, and and it's not right. just because I have a child. I mean, that is one of the factors, but but there has to be a line somewhere. And and one of the hardest things, um, I think, for people during the pandemic, when they are working from home, kids, no kids, spouse, living by yourself, living with other people, whatever it is, one of the hardest things is actually stopping the work, because yeah. now the work is in your home, and mm-hmm. it just pervades everything, every space of your house. And I will say. You know, we're we're really blessed that we have a house um, where we have a room that can be dedicated to being an office mm-hmm. and an office space. So when I am done with work, I I take myself, I take the child and I close the door on that mm-hmm. room and, and, it, and that's it. And I can be done for the night. I don't have to see the computer there. Yeah. But for people who might not have that set up, I think it's much harder. Like I have coworkers who live in a one bedroom apartment. Um, I have people uh, that I've worked with that, that don't, don't even own a desk. They didn't Mm -hmm. have like a dining room table. Like they were working off of their bed or Mm -hmm. their coffee table, you know, I, I, for me, like that having a designated work space Mm -hmm. definitely helped now, mm. again, that's not just for being a mom. For for the being a mom, and and working from home, I think the biggest thing was was again allowing myself to say no and understanding that I can't do everything. Mm-hmm. So I've had to let things go, like like laundry, for example, in our mm. house, it gets washed, but it does not <laughs> get folded. <okay? laughs> there is a spare bed in the, in the nursery which nobody uses now and that is because it is the laundry bed so if you are looking for clean clothes the dresser is empty go <laughs> the closet is full because we don't wear our hanging nice clothes anymore right. because we're just home all the time so so uh, if you're looking for that pair of leggings it's on the laundry bed <laughs> okay um so so i've had to just realize that i can't do everything and that is okay. Mm-hmm. And getting to that point took, you know, the whole of Tallulah's life so far. And and, and I still struggle <laughs> with it times, yeah. Um, and also finally, I, I I've been begging my husband to get cleaners <laughs> for oh, yeah. for uh, years before Tallulah was even an idea. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, um, I remember. <laughs> yeah, because so there are not enough hours in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I work 8.30 to five and my commute is an hour each direction. And then if I cook dinner and then mm-hmm. if I want to do something to have me time, which no longer exists, right? There's just not mm-hmm. enough hours. Plus I really, really love getting eight hours of sleep. I know who, <laughs> who would think such a crazy thing, but it's very important to me. Uh, <laughs> And so there are just not enough hours in the day to get everything done. So, so one of the things that we finally agreed on that needed to happen because our lifestyle was with working from home and mom full time and and everything else was that we now have cleaners that come once a month, which also plays to my anxiety, but you know what? (laughs) It's worth it. Mm. (laughs) They, They mask up and they're very safe and, um, I think it's been good for Tallulah because about at 6 months old she started being freaked out by people, like oh human no. beings. Yep, and that persisted probably until 11 months old, but mm-hmm. now now she can see people and not be terrified. So mm-hmm. I think that's been helpful, you know, just to kind of for her to see other human beings. yeah, um, It's certainly been helpful to me because um, I, I don't dust the vents. In mm-hmm. fact, I never dusted the vents ever until these cleaners came for the first time, but let's not talk about <laughs> Um, And so that has definitely helped. I know, I know. All of the things that I'm saying are like, oh my gosh, Ashley, you're so privileged. Look at you and your upper middle class lifestyle. And we're not really, we just... We have a lot of debt, but well that's okay. Um, <laughs> we we have tightened other purse strings to make this work because of yeah. it being what has been helpful for my mental health. Mm-hmm. And therefore Paul's mental health, because when my mental health is on the fritz, he mm-hmm. received the brunt of it. So
0: Yeah. No, it's not silly though. I mean when you think about it, it's the little things. If you look at them individually, they're silly. And then they build up and just like the dirty house, then you're like super angry at your partner, the person you live with, and it's terrible. No, I totally get it. So with all these different changes and tough stuff with Tallulah, working uh, all of 2020, both of you are vaccinated. You're looking forward to seeing more people getting out there. So what kinds of things are you excited for in 2021, even though you're not quite sure what it would look like? Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what are we excited for? I don't know. I mean, we're just taking every day. I think Um, I saw a meme. I saw a meme online. Um, and I, I mean, like, memes are memes, right? But this one was, it said, seasonal depression isn't a real thing until it's 50 degrees outside and you feel like you just popped a molly. And I <laughs> have never related to anything more than that phrase <laughs> in my life and so um you know I think now that the weather well it's freezing today I don't know I don't know what's going on in the past few days but but you know the sun is out now like mm-hmm. I rearranged the office I bought a new desk and I moved it so that it's facing the windows and in our yes. front yard, which yep which faces which is what my windows look out on there's this giant Cherry blossom tree. Yeah, um, ours is kind of like a half dead cherry blossom tree. It's kind of like <laughs> a analogy for me, where like parts of it are like super lively and and beautiful, and parts of it are like dead inside. <laughs> Not exaggerating, like parts of it are dead inside. Okay. Uh, but it's so like intertwined together if we wanted to get rid of the dead parts, we'd have to get rid of the whole thing. And that makes me sad. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I get to work and look at the cherry blossom tree and I get to see the sky. So um, Mm -hmm. this, you know, when I'm working in the office, I don't have a window. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So this has kind of been a nice upgrade. So that's, that's helped, you know, my positivity I've been making Paul wake up earlier and kind of stick more to like a uh, an earlier to bed, earlier to rise schedule for him so mm. that um, the three of us can go out for a walk now, nice. which is, yeah, it's been really, really good for us because one, we've been sedentary essentially for the past year. <laughs> uh, and like like fresh air is good you know mm-hmm. one of the things we did in the fall was we kind of bought some like furniture like patio furniture I guess mm-hmm. um and we have stuff now um for our backyard which is it's not a yard it's it's just a patio I guess it's a small townhouse patio mm-hmm. all bricked over um, but now we have benches and stuff so we've eaten lunch outside a couple days nice. so just like actually getting outside of the house, I think has been really good for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that we're, we're just taking every day now, like it's a new day and we're, we're really just being more positive in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's not really any big things specifically. I think that we're looking forward to because there's still, again, so much up in the air. Like we don't really know if we're going to be comfortable traveling or, or anything like that anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Although when we did go for our first round of vaccines, the nurse there said that they are starting uh, or they're running trials on six-month-olds, um, so mm. possibly in the near future small children can get the COVID-19 vaccine if that's something you're into. My house is pro-vaccine, so um, mm-hmm. it is something that we might be able to look forward to later this year, uh, maybe mm. we'll my anxiety, mm-hmm. um, but but really, it's just you know, getting the opportunity to spend more time together as a family. Oh, the really big thing is not definite yet. I'm gonna say it and knock on knock on wood right here on this <laughs> desk, and I hope um, that I don't jinx it, but Paul has been tentatively told that in the summer, they will be moving him to the day shift.
0: No, Um,
1: I know. I know. He's been working on
0: nights for three years, I think. Oh my gosh. So overdue. Oh, I really hope he gets it.
1: Me too, because he's like a pasty white ghost who never (laughs) sees sunlight. Um, And so that is something that I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to. It's affected so many, it's affected his health, it's affected his relationship with Tallulah, because they only have, like, mm-hmm. a limited time where they can see each other, you know, when he's awake and when she's awake. Mm-hmm. Um, it's affected our marriage and, and oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, all aspects of. <laughs> and so you know, I think it's going to be really great for us as a family to actually have that normal daytime schedule for all of us.
0: Um,
1: yeah. And then also, you know, I'm trying to do some more things for me. So I think like over the past year, like, um, you know, one of your previous guests mentioned having that 10 minutes (laughs) a day to yourself, Mm. right. Um, that's been especially hard, you know, with Paul being on nights because it's very rare that I get 10 minutes to myself. And when I do have time to myself, I use it for work. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, I enrolled in a graduate certificate program, another one, because I just can't stop going to school (laughs) for some reason. Um, and so I'm, I'm starting that this year as well. Um, and it's something that I'm looking forward to. It's something I want to do. So I think that's, Hopefully, you know, one more thing to juggle, but Mm -hmm. um, if Paul actually gets to be on the day shift, I think it's going to be a lot easier. It's fully online and it's asynchronous, so it's, like, got some Mm -hmm. flexibility. So if I have to do it in the middle of the night once the child is asleep, fine. But (laughs) if Paul gets on day shift and and there's more flexibility, I think that will be something Mm. that's really exciting for me. Yeah. Yeah. So so there there are a couple big things, but mostly we're just trying to be more positive I started doing yoga nice with, which has helped it, uh, like like everyone's like oh is so great and like if you know me like I'm like the opposite of yoga it's <laughs> like calm and breathing and like serene and I'm like not <laughs> <laughs> well, and which so, is why you're taking it <laughs> Yes, right, exactly, it's why I'm doing it, it's just, it's just, like, watching YouTube videos, and I'm I'm just doing beginner ones, because I, I hate doing things I don't know how to do, like, like I said earlier, I, I like to be number one, right, I want to be Ashley number one, um, so starting, starting somewhere at, like, zero is really hard for me, Um, so, so that's been, that's been good, but it's really actually been helping, like, I was like, yoga, psh, that's, that's not real, <laughs> and it is. I'm sorry for judging. I'm so sorry. Okay, for judging anyone who likes to do yoga. You were all right all along. And in, okay, um, but it like it really has helped me to like, and it's only been like three weeks, you know, that I started it, but it's been really good, like to, to kind of focus and to just like, again, I really like that sleep. So it, it says a lot that I'm that I'm doing this this yoga at 6:30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I know, <laughs> um, but, but it's definitely helped me, you know, reel in a lot of my emotions that, that I have felt my whole life and that have been kind of, you know, mm-hmm. magnified post childbirth. Yeah. Um, and I know that, that you've talked about that a bit with, with some of your other guests and it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> um, so, so. Yeah, lots of good things coming. Mm-hmm. I, I like your positivity. I'm glad that you asked that question. Because there's there's well, a lot
0: of good things there. There is. And I think you're totally right. It's a lot easier to be positive in well, now it's April, you know, um, rather than January when it's yep. terribly <laughs> ugly and cold. And yep. um yeah, it's completely easier to be positive when it's spring or about to be spring. Um, but I love the picture you had of that half dead cherry blossom tree. (laughs) It's like the perfect note to end on. Like you talked about sometimes you fell dead inside and sometimes that's gonna stay with you. Um but you know it makes you who you are and um it's just part of the tree and it it just kind of goes with it. And uh I don't know. It gives me hope. You're gonna keep going, you're gonna make it. Yeah, those hard parts that you went through, they will make you stronger. They're gonna teach you something good. It'll be brighter in the future.
1: That's
0: so So. beautiful. Thank you for joining me, Ashley. I really enjoyed talking with you.
1: And thank you for having me, Caitlin. It it was very much an
0: honor and a privilege. To everyone out there listening in, thanks for joining us. To those of you working from home with kids, we are right there with you. Take some time for yourself when you can, at least in our part of the world. it's Spring It's coming. And just remember, we are all in this together. We're going to get through this.